Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering for the first week of Shark Month. Uh, Jaws 3D. We're keeping up with traditions. Yes. So no listener requests for the for Shark Month. No. Shark movies only. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will continue back. And on we already have us. this month scheduled. <laughs> yes. Then yes. we might be posting ahead of time what those movies are. Maybe. Possibly. Hopefully. If I can get it together. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> You'll see it. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Yep. Yeah. We're professionals. <laughs> Yay! But before we get into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. Yes, this is another tea from our affiliate Plum Deluxe. Thank you again, Plum Deluxe. This one is Queen's Blend Green Tea. A cup We're of tea, tea fit for royalty just for you. We're podcast so royalty. <laughs> Not by a long shot. <laughs> but we do appreciate you guys sending us this this sample here. Um, it has green tea, apple pieces, orange peels, blue cornflowers, calendula, bergamot oil, lemon essence, and vanilla essence. And this one does have caffeine. So. It smells so good. Like, the second we opened it, it kind of smells like potpourri. Almost. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's a herbal floral type yeah, of. Mm-hmm. With the, the cornflowers and the citrus really comes through in the scent. And both the, just the loose leaf tea itself, and once you brew the cup, you can still really smell the the citrus for sure. Yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to try this. This might yeah. be a new favorite. <laughs> but thank you Plum Deluxe for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, bring yourself a, a cup of. I sounded like an evil villain. <laughs> bring yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. As long as I don't burn myself. Please don't. It went right up to the edge a couple of times. <laughs> I love making you nervous. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. And I also, before we get into the review, just in case we forget to mention it at the end, I see that this week we have a live stream on Saturday. <laughs> I don't know what that that okay. game is going to be yet because we no were idea. recording this early. Nope, no Please idea. Join us on Saturday and see what game we're doing. <laughs> it's a surprise to us as well. Yeah, it's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise live stream. I really hope we'd have figured it out by now. <laughs> And I've already made a couple of posts about it. We'll see. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's a secret. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> God, this one's going to be fun. This is what happens when you do, like, podcast recording our really early. fourth in a row. Yeah. When you group them together. <laughs> this has been a day. Anyway, let's continue to the summary, shall we? So, Jaws 3D. Um... <laughs> So, this movie takes place in SeaWorld, 
where a new attraction is opening up. It's like an underwater attraction. And they end up having a breach where a small 10-foot shark, a small 10-foot shark goes in. They decide to capture it because they're like, oh, great white, there's no great white sharks in in captivity. And the shark, as old great white sharks in captivity do, ended up dying very quickly uh, after they captured it. And then they realize that there is a second great white shark. Because the first one was a baby. Yeah, it's a baby. And then the mother is... Uh, kind of getting revenge, I guess, in a way. I don't know. It's just, it's not super obvious. But the mom is wreaking havoc and chaos. And she's wreaking ca- uh, havoc and chaos and uh, SeaWorld. <laughs> um, so for the en- uh, entertainment scale, minus the very last Jaws movie, out of the, the three Jaws movies that we have have done so far, this is by far the worst one. But it's like, it's it's so bad, it's funny, at least to me personally, because especially, like, it's not just Jaws 3, it's Jaws 3D, and so you get the terrible, like, oh, it's obvious that they're trying to reach out to the, the, the screen at you, and it's just, oh. Especially when it was, it came out in 1983? Yes, yes. So it's not even, like somewhat decent 3d effects it's 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 very bad it is it did not age well no so i would rate this a 7.25 because it's like out of my list of shark movies i actually do watch this movie maybe like once every five years or a little bit more frequently because it's just it's it's jaws but there's a lot of other shark movies that are that I would watch first before watching this one. The effects of this movie really did not age well. And it it's such a stark contrast cuz the very first jaws it holds it was up so good. It holds up pretty well even to today. Yeah. And it's because they understood that well and it is also because of mechanical issues but they didn't show the shark a lot Mm -hmm. and even whenever they did show the shark the effects were still really good yeah and so it's just such a strange Mm -hmm. contrast where it's like this is now the third jaws movie and the effects did not age well at all like there's this one part where the shark like attacks i think it's like a ship but it literally looks like they took a toy shark and was just like, eh, like into the board. Like it was so fake. And there's multiple points where the shark is just stark still and they're moving it towards the screen. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the difference. It was, it was bad. In budget was, but it, it feels like they used all of their budget on the 3D effects. Yeah. Because all of the, the actual practical effects were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of sad because I feel like it had the potential of being a pretty good Jaws film, but they lost the point of the first movie. The first Mm -hmm. movie, the, the shark only showed up so much of the movie and it was more like the panic with the citizens. And then whenever they did show the shark, they made sure to not show too much. Like they, they slowly worked it up Mm -hmm. and while 
Jaws 2 did lose some of that, it wasn't nearly as bad as this movie. Like, they show all of the shark, all the time. There, It's just, like, they almost immediately allude to there being a shark pretty quickly within oh, yeah. the movie. And, but I don't know if it's because it, it seems like the movie this time around, instead of focusing more on the shark and, like, the... The, the psychology effect. of the islanders it's mm-hmm. more on like the the corporate corruption yeah which is odd because this is a sea world supported movie which is why it was in sea world to begin with because it's essentially like free advertising but sea world is not only backing a movie about corporate corruption that's within the sea world in the movie but also, like, who wants to be like, oh, yeah, there's sharks everywhere in our attractions. Like, people got hurt. And it's like... Yeah. That was just a very odd choice by SeaWorld. Yeah. I'm not sure what their thinking was there. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, to, it makes the movie really interesting. It does. But it's just a very odd odd choice um and a lot of the this movie definitely seemed a bit chaotic as well like very sporadic kind of like jumping between story to story but there there is a very generalized cohesive story i just i don't know it felt like they were more focused on showing all of the sites that were at sea world and all of the exhibits and Stuff like that than actually having a good storyline. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know sometimes whenever a movie is made to be exclusively focused for the for the fact that it's 3D, that does seem to take away the focus of having a good story. They're just like, we just need it to be an exciting enough story that people will have fun in the theater. Well... As well as fleshed out characters. It would have been nice if their characters were a bit more fleshed out. They didn't even have to flesh out so much um, Sean or Mike because we knew them, or at least their characters, from the previous two movies. But if you're going to have, like, love interests for the guys, then give us a bit more on them. Or on their boss, the the greedy corporate dude that <laughs> wanted to have the attractions out early or stuff like that. It just it's a little subpar. Yeah, it just, it kind of it feels very thrown together. Oh yeah, for the for the and, sake of having a three D movie and kind Jaws. of superficial. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you can even though it's about corporate corruption, you can feel the corporate corruption. Oh yes. in the background of the making of this movie. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. So kind of ironic. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is ironic. <laughs> and then the only other thing too is, even though I'm pretty sure they had the technology at the time, I feel like it's fairly unlikely for. As for them to pit out the expense to create this underwater lagoon area, just to get, especially since it's like hooked up to the ocean, it just seemed, I don't know, I might be proven wrong, but at least for that time frame, the late 70s, early 80s, it just seems like the cost of it would be way more than what was worth 
to even try, especially since they were letting the guests in there for free. Well, one of the areas that they had in there was a lounge where they could get drinks and stuff. That's true. That's true. So we'll get into that later. (laughs) Yeah. And plus, like, having the technology of having, like, the electricity and all of that like it there's just a lot of like you'd have to have plumbing Mm -hmm. you know electricity and then it'd have to be like a certain amount of water pressure i mean it was only 40 feet under the water but there's still like some level of it just even though i think it's the the realm of possibility as we talked about before i think it's kind of a stretch just a bit ambitious yeah and plus i don't no, it's like whenever I watched that movie, and it was the the early two thousands. I think was when I very first watched that movie. There wasn't there wasn't anything like that at that time, and so whenever I watched that movie, I'm like, well, this kind of feels like it's futuristic, mm-hmm. almost in a way, almost sci-fi at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because I know, I'm sure nowadays, I know they, they have, like, the underwater hotel, but I don't even know if there's, like, an underwater, like, lagoon set up like this nowadays. But anyway, so just thought that was, kind of took out my immersion a little bit. But mm-hmm. obviously they they used that as the plot device to, it, it's like they kind of thought of, oh, and it'd be cool if the shark came and, like, broke glass and uh, underwater. It's like they kind of thought of the result they wanted and then just, like, shoveled the 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 reasons mm-hmm. um, in the movie. So, but yeah, that's my take. Yeah, this is definitely the least strong Jaws movie that we've reviewed, for sure. It did not... <laughs> age well at all it's whereas jaws the original would easily withstand the test of time it's did you spill it no okay drink okay it it tastes good (laughs) okay it tastes real good all right this actually might be my favorite (laughs) i give this one a 5.5 the most of the characters are just kind of flat and rather forgettable Um, I mean, we're bad with names, but it doesn't help when there's not really anything memorable about the characters to begin with. (laughs) Like, I barely remembered Mike and Sean's name, and that was mostly because of the other two movies. (laughs) So, but with the original Jaws movie, like you said, they didn't show the shark much. And I know, again, a lot of that was due to, to technical difficulties and mechanical issues, But it actually ended up helping them a lot. And it did really, really well because a lot of it was the anxiety of where is it? (laughs) When you're in the water and you know there's a shark, but you don't know where it is. That's one of the most terrifying things. (laughs) But in this movie, you're constantly seeing it. Either the baby or the mom. And there's just so much wrong (laughs) with the movie, particularly with the sharks, that it just completely breaks the immersion. And we will get into a lot of that shortly. But as far as entertainment, it's just, it feels like a lot of the issues are kind of manufactured and it doesn't seem as organic A lot of the suspense and everything isn't as organic as the first one or even the second one. 
and the whole movie itself seems a bit more flat and forced it's yes. just they're like we are it's like we're going to make this work yeah. type of thing now a lot of the acting is decent yeah. Like, the actors did a decent job with what they were given. It just wasn't as good of a script or plot as the other two. So, again, we'll get into a lot of the realism and why it detracts from the entertainment. But this is more of kind of a background movie, in my opinion. And it's definitely not the first shark movie I would go for by a long shot. We have seen worse shark movies, and I'm sure we will continue to see worse shark movies. But it's it's kind of middle of the pack. Like, it's, it's not great, but it's not too horrible either. So, it's just kind of eh. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I gave it a 5.5. <laughs> okay. Had to get more of the scent. It smells so good. It tastes very similar to how it smells. This is a bright early morning kind of tea. Yeah, it's uh, it's like a refreshing slash herbal mm-hmm. type yeah. of taste. This is a early weekend morning out on the back patio kind of tea. And it's like you can taste the the green tea, but it is pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that is another thing with Plum Deluxe. They treat their their green tea with a lot of care. So you don't get a lot of the bitterness or the grassiness as a lot of other companies do. Yeah, I feel like the citrus that they added is mm-hmm. probably what helps cut down the grassiness in this case. Yeah, but that's that's really good. It's it very smooth. Yeah, I Reading Nook is still by far my favorite, oh, but I yeah. think this is my second favorite. Yeah. So you're going to be hearing about this tea a lot in the future. <laughs> Fair warning. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, this is a good breakfast, weekend breakfast tea. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so for realism, I would rate this a three. Just, like, the only reason why it's a three is because the people interacting and their reactions and stuff like that seem pretty, in general, realistic. But, like, oh my god. Like, the, the shark taking the boat whenever... It takes the... the, oh, the raft, yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> the inflatable raft. Yeah, it's like, it's like no evidence. And the foresight to go ahead and remove the evidence as well. Yeah, it's just... It's like, oh, the, the shark can plot now? Mm-hmm. It's just like, okay. Well, apparently it can listen to conversations, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then, though, one of the things that's a little bit more realistic is the fact that they were like, yeah, let's try and keep the shark in captivity. I just, I mean, aquariums have tried it multiple times at this point, and it's failed all of the times. I don't know why we continue to keep trying. Anyways, so it's like that makes total sense. Though, oh my god. The mother being 35 feet and the original movie, I'm pretty sure the shark was 25 feet. And that was pushing it. Yeah, like, the most great white sharks are around 20 feet, if not a little bit smaller. Like, 18 to 20 feet. Kind of depending on if it's a male or a female. Which, when you talk about it, doesn't sound like much. But measure that out, and it's really big. <laughs> yeah, I think basketball hoops, aren't those, like, 10 feet? 
something like that. Yeah, because I remember as a kid, I, I would think 10 kind to 12. of put that in perspective by mm-hmm. being like, oh, it's like two lengths of a, a basketball hoop. Yeah. Which is freaking... That's a freaking big shark. Yeah, like, if you saw that shark, that size, coming towards your boat, no matter how big your boat is, you're like, it is not big enough. (laughs) It is not big enough, and you're going to need a new set of pants. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so 35 feet, that is is beyond stretching the fact. That's just, that's not possible, as far as current science can see. And then the fact that the the shark was so slow, and a part of it is the fact that they had practical effects, but like like with the original Jaws, they, despite it being a practical effects the majority of the time, or if not all all of the time, they still it still felt some level of speed. Mm-hmm. Like they would hook it up to something to make sure that there's that speed. But with this one. It's like they, like, took a string and, like, dragged it in the water or, like, spliced it over the setting. It was just... At a snail's pace. Yes. It just... (laughs) It just felt... It's like... It's... It swam slightly faster than a human swimming. Which, I mean, humans, we don't swim that fast. We really don't. We're we're slow. We're, We're not made for the water. And... Honestly, even Olympic swimmers seem slow compared to sharks, especially ones of a great white size. Yeah, like whenever they breach and you see them come up from the water, oh my God. it's terrifying. But also gorgeous. Uh, yeah, they're gorgeous <laughs> yes. animals. but They're incredible creatures. Yes, but it's like because they made it so slow, I guess in a way this kind of brings it back to entertainment, mm-hmm. but not only does it take away from the realism, but it makes it a lot less intense because we're sitting there like, oh my God. Like, Eventually so it will eat them. Yeah, <laughs> Sometime like, during this movie. Yeah, it doesn't lead to very good tension. No. And then my very last little quip. Quip? Is that a thing? Is that a word? Yeah. Okay. My last thing is the photographer's death. I can understand him being in the water and him dying from that. But whenever he's in the shark's mouth, he's already behind the teeth. Like the shark is trying to nom nom and he's, he's in one piece being like, well, this sucks that I'm inside the shark, but like, he's not actively like the only time that you see blood is whenever he goes to like reach out and then you see blood. But the, I just don't believe that, or it, it's hard to believe that unless if there's, he like bled out, it's just kind of weird that he died in its mouth like that. Oh. Do, do you have a response? So he could potentially be crushed, which I think is what they were trying to imply. Maybe. It is a very powerful creature. Very beautiful. Very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> And I could see him getting crushed, but caveat to that, I don't see him still being visible to the people later on for them to grab, like, hook into the pin for the grenade. Yeah, like, you'd think, I mean, sharks can swallow. Yeah. Like, why would it? So either it would have swallowed, which he wouldn't have fit. Like, he wouldn't have been swallowed whole to begin with. But 
if he had been, he would have actually been swallowed and you wouldn't be able to see a piece of him still just, you know, lingering there. Or the shark would have thrown him up, which does happen in the wild all the time. If they've eaten too much, they will throw it up um, to make room for other other nom noms. <laughs> this is not um, just a shark thing either. This happens to a lot of creatures in, in the wild. So, um, so they could have potentially... If the shark had thrown him up, or pieces of him up at least, they might have been able to find their grenade somewhere else and been able to to use it to that sort of effect yeah. as well. So there were ways around it yeah. <laughs> that they could have made it more yeah. realistic. But it's like, yeah, it's like that, that whole situation, there's just like so many things... Yeah. That are kind of like, like you, like the crushing, yes, that's plausible, Mm -hmm. but it's just, yeah, that whole situation was was kind of hard to, yeah, believe. Just kind of like, really? Like, that's what you went with? Yeah, they did it for convenience. Like, if anything, they could have, like, a piece of his arm, like, on the, hanging on the shark's jaw and that has the grenade yeah or like oh yeah that yeah. that would have probably been a little bit better and a bit more realistic if it got caught in his teeth yeah just like in the first movie when that that tank got caught in in bruce's jaws <laughs> the great white turd yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it got caught in his mouth and his jaws, and they were able to use that. If they tried to do this scene as kind of a call to that, at least get it yeah, stuck there cool. instead of you being able to see the dude still lingering <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. That, no. <laughs> no. So I give the realism a two, and that was generous, I feel like. And a lot of that was due to the fact that the interactions between the people, especially between, like, the couples, was fairly organic, if a bit flat. It was very superficial, like we had said earlier. But the whole movie is superficial and kind of flat. And I could see the, the corporate greed going on. How they wanted to be the first place to, to have a shark in their keeping, a great white shark in their keeping for public viewing. So I get that. I do find it interesting how in the beginning when they realize that there is a shark, the only two responses are either capture it or kill it. Not let's try to figure out how to get it out. (laughs) Because this is a bad idea. And this this will definitely lead to more death. But let's let's capture it or let's kill it. Those are our only two options. <laughs> I thought that was a little interesting. <laughs> and kind of, no. <laughs> I, I do love, like, the doll shark oh that they use for it. it. And so then whenever bad. it flips on its side. Oh my god, it was oh so god. bad. <laughs> but, like, the sizes in general of the sharks were just so off. And if that first one that they captured which would have definitely been dead the way they were moving it and all and how long it would have taken them to move it in that respect without it being able to breathe. No. (laughs) Death. But the size of the baby, quote-unquote, that's not... It would have been a lot smaller if it was a baby, like if it had just been born. 
which is what it seemed like they were trying to imply. Yeah, but that's more like a juvenile. Yeah, is the mom got in there to have the baby, but she just got in there like a day or two before, but the baby's already 10 feet long. No. Also, they're not really maternal creatures. They don't stick around and care for their young. Like, they eject it and move on. (laughs) They give birth and then they yeat. (laughs) They're gone. They they eat out the baby and they eat themselves. (laughs) They're just gone. (laughs) They don't stick around and teach it to hunt or anything. Like, these creatures have not evolved very much in the last several millennia (laughs) like they don't need to because they're already killing machines yeah like they swim they eat and they make baby sharks just like they said in the first movie that was extremely accurate (laughs) so once they they have the baby they leave and they continue about their lives and eat more and produce more sharks So, for the mom to still be around the baby, that made no sense. And especially for the baby being as old as it was supposed to have been. (laughs) No. It would have still been a young, a very young, great white, but it wouldn't have been a 10-foot baby. (laughs) Great white. No. Uh... The sharks swimming backwards. Oh, I forgot to mention that. In the tube. I can see it thrashing, especially if it doesn't really have anywhere to go. It would have panicked and it would have thrashed like any other fish or shark would have. I don't know if any of you have seen a fish in a net, but that's basically what would have happened. Um, But instead, it just wags its tail (laughs) and breaks open the thing and swims backward out of the tube. And that's not how it works. They're also, again, the slowest sharks ever in existence. The effects were awful (laughs) for the sharks. They looked like just plastic. It was bad. It was so bad. Um, It's like they used toy sharks. It really was. It really was. (laughs) You already mentioned it coming back for the raft, so I don't need to go there anymore. Uh, (laughs) So going back to the baby, the tank that they had it in was like the most shallow pool ever for a shark. You can't tell me you didn't have a better place for it. You can't. I'm not going to believe it. It's SeaWorld. (laughs) It's SeaWorld. So, no, that didn't make sense at all. And if you don't have a space for it, if you're saying that that's the only place for it, no. They're, the doctor herself would have been like, we're either getting rid of something or we're not keeping the shark because we can't do it a surface. <laughs> it's going to be beyond stress to begin with. Then to put it in a tiny little pool? No. No. And then then walking that shark around the pool. No. <laughs> None of this is how sharks do. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> now, I mentioned this while we were watching the movie. I do actually find it hilarious in movies where they show the creature or animal or what have you, monster, 
listening into the conversations of people and being able to not only hear them when the people are in an enclosed sphere or room or whatever that's super thick because it has to keep out several tons of water and the creature is in said water but can hear them just fine one or read their lips and understand Ew. them. But then to be able to understand yeah. what's going on as well and be able to follow the conversation. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll see this in many more movies to come, but that's not how any of this works. <laughs> Unless it's some creature that you've shown knows some capacity of, of human dialogue. Like, for instance, a werewolf. I could kind of see that. If it's a creature that turns from man into something else, it would likely retain some kind of knowledge of the language. Like a Velocipaster? No. <laughs> We're done with that movie. <laughs> and no. We'll never mention it again. Uh-uh. No. But a shark? No. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> But apart from that, like, they, the body that they discover that's supposed to have evidence of shark attack looked almost like one of those anatomy dummies from a science class. Like, it was not great. It would have been a bit more bloated because it had been over a day in the water the entire time. The rate of decay, I can kind of get that. Again, I feel like it should have been a little bit more bloated, but with creatures nipping at it and all, I can see it being very torn apart. <laughs> now, where they showed an area that was supposed to be evidence of a shark attack, it was just missing the skin and a bit of tissue a little bit, but it was mostly... It wasn't, like, jagged and torn or anything. It looked almost sheared. <laughs> like, the skin was sheared off. But everything else was kind of intact for the most part. So, I think it was, like, missing an arm. But that could have been from literally anything. <laughs> so, it was... It was odd for them to immediately jump to, that's definitely a shark and a big one. It... No. <laughs> there, there was basically nothing in that scene that I could tell that would indicate a shark attack yeah it didn't make sense but those were the biggest things <laughs> it's like for me it's like if you want to keep your pristine uh nostalgic view of jaws just watch the first one yes maybe the second one but no more or if you want if you just like shark movies and you don't care if they're dumb it'll pass the time yeah, it, it, yeah, then it's at that point, it's it's worth the watch. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Again, I'd have this one on in the background while I'm doing other, like, house tours and stuff, just for something to listen to. But it's it's not one that I normally actively sit down and pay full attention to. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you, everyone, who joined us today and comment on what you thought of the movie. If you would like to keep up to date with our content or recommend a movie or tea, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places that you listen to podcasts. 
And if you'd like to support us monetarily, we do have a donate button, and we also have merchandise available with new merch. <laughs> and hopefully we'll have even more out by the time we post this. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> so we do have those links down below, along with our affiliate link for Plum Deluxe all down below. <laughs> now, that affiliate link does not change the price of the tea. It just helps support our podcast when you get something from that link. So, until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.